Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you've not experienced the content yourself, please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to the boys ramble on about it. Thank you very much. Shut up, Lawrence. Hello and welcome back to another Happy Pod, the show where we talk about movies and pop culture and whatever else you want to have a little chat about. We try to keep it a little bit more on the optimistic side, but we don't always succeed. We do have a bloody good time doing it, though. My name is Nathan James Bauer. As always, I'm joined by Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, just me full stop today. Just you full stop. Could not decide <laughs> what insult to go with. Realised I'm editing, didn't want to do it too much, so I thought you know, we'll just stick with Lawrence. Today. Maybe the bigger the bigger insult is to not even dignify me with the thought of an insult. Maybe it is, yes. Who knows? Maybe the bigger insult is to... I don't know, I'm tired. What do you want from me? <laughs> just, I don't know, an introduction would be good. Well, you Nathan, got one. How... I did. How's your week been? How how have you been? Um, It's, it's tiring and stressful, really. Um, just life in general, not this life in general. <laughs> yeah, it's been weighing me down. Been struggling with my mental health. I feel like fucking just screaming sometimes, but all of that is getting cut. Um, <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> welcome to another happy pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been fine. Um, I got new internet, so I no longer have to deal with barely fucking 14 megabyte download speeds I, i'm now speeding along that super information highway at the speed of light so but yeah like in in wreck it ralph mm. 2 when he's going through like the internet portals is that what you feel like that yes that what a topical reference is an even <laughs> more topical reference for you you know that gif of a 90s kid on the internet and then he has his thumbs up and does a little nod to the camera That's i do at all times now the cool kid yeah, just think of me nodding to the camera with my thumbs up whilst I'm surfing the super information highway. 
I'm actually picturing that gif if it was you, and it, it just it brings a little smile to my face. It makes me happy. Well, there you are. There you are. How was your week, Lawrence? My week was good, Nathan. I secured a victory royale on <laughs> Fortnite for the first time. Um, uh, and how did you secure that victory royale? With your help? Yes. And and how have you secured any other victory royales? I haven't. I've come very close. Well. But I'll get there. I'm yeah. training. You're like my, um, what was it, my, my Rachel Ghoul. You're my... Uh, <laughs> You're teaching me on a mountain, Lawrence. This is this is how you get the the victory royales in Fortnite. That's I right, see. guys. Two two men in their late twenties are playing Fortnite, and <laughs> late twenties. Um, you speak for yourself. I'm in my early twenties. I'm in my prime. You, you fu- early twenties. Fuck off. You twenty five next 20, year. Twenty four is not rounded up to twenty. No, you you you're mid twenties at least. Twenty four is rounded down. I'm sorry mid, for that. Mid twenties at least. You can't. I'll you accept, can't get away I'll with ex- early twenties anymore. I'll accept mid, but don't you dare be throwing me in your your late twenties. Uh, like you tire me with the same brush as yourself. No, thank you. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm. St- I've still got a spring in my step. I'll have you know. <laughs> you don't though, do you? <laughs> no, <laughs> you just don't. I feel like a forty five year old man. <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> I'm going to dedicate this episode to two dear friends of mine, one of whom you know. Well, first of all, um, um, I think... It was a great segue ruined <laughs> yeah. yet again by now. Yeah, <laughs> because... <laughs> because why Why flow? Why have chemistry with your co-host when you can just endlessly interrupt them to, to go on, say what? What have you got to say? <laughs> I think... Well, I, we think I think you should ask me what we're doing today. Are you joking <laughs> Fuck! What are we doing today, Nathan? Venom, as far as I'm aware. (laughs) If you somehow made it to the last five minutes of our podcast last week, and I don't blame you if you didn't, um, (laughs) we said we were doing Venom. I inserted the very humorous Eminem song, Venom, um, mm. and, and it, we all had a good laugh. Uh, I then couldn't go and see Venom. And so by we Venom, we mean Venom 2. Yeah, Venom 2, let there be a big boogaloo. Um, yes. and, and so I couldn't see Venom, so I decided, or we decided... So then finally... we said, let's watch Squid Game, so we're doing the Squid Game episode <laughs> instead. Why are, you, why are you doing this? Why are you, why are you outing me like this? <laughs> so... <laughs> So here we are. Let's get ready to discuss Squid Game, right, Lawrence? Well, Nathan, I then came to terms with the fact that I didn't have time for nine hours of TV uh, in two days. Um, so, so then, then, and I can finally get to my segue now and shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> I took heed from two dear friends of mine, one of whom you know, one of whom you do not, uh, who are Dave and Will. Now, Dave? They, Dave is Dave is a dude who you've never met, I don't believe. Um, who is who is a friend who and him and Will have been badgering me for since we started this podcast to watch the Prince of Egypt. Um, they've reminded me at almost every kind of social event that I've I've been at with them, um, and they've just kind of hounded me to do it. And I've always said, nah, I probably won't, probably won't do it." Until this week, after two failed attempts at topics, I went, "Let's just fucking watch the Prince of fucking Egypt and be done with it, so I can stop having this conversation." So that's what we're talking about this week. I have, I am just hot off watching it. I finished it a mere half an hour ago, if that. For the first time. For the first time, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Bizarre. Very bizarre to have seen the Prince of Egypt for the first time in your late twenties. Um, <laughs> I myself, I myself watched it a lot as a as a young nipper. 
Um, it, it was a favorite of mine when I was a young child. And then watch it again recently. I haven't watched it in about, well, it got to be like 10, 15 years or so. And then watching it again uh, earlier today, <laughs> I, just, I suddenly remembered uh, the traumatic experiences I had watching it because there was one scene in particular which fucking terrified me as a child and and watching it again brought back some very bad feelings. Okay. So, I wonder what... Uh, we'll get there. I want, it's I'm not even that scary. CLB. It's not yeah. even that scary, but as a child, I was like, I don't like this. So. <laughs> You're just like, I'm imagining like 12-year-old you sat there and be like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I understand so many modern issues that have carried over through to the 21st century. What on earth? <laughs> the, the political themes and mere messages of morality of this have crippled me. I'm not talking like 12. I mean, like when I was like, I don't know, four or five or something. That's even more impressive that you grasp the concept then. Like if I, if I was like four and I watched this for the first time, I would just be like, man moves C with stick. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm pretty that was... sure that's that's that was what I thought. I wasn't like, <laughs> yes, yeah, slavery bad at the age of four. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, I've got mm. I've got a boatload of notes. This is a film that I very enjoyed. Um, I, I had very a, I had enjoyed. A good, did you? I very enjoyed. I had a good time with this <clears> movie, um, and <laughs> most of my notes are just kind of like, like just little little funny things. There's some things in this that I can't help but think are funny. Um, okay. And, and and that's not a bad thing. I like all all little. They may seem like little stupid nitpicks, and they're not. I really appreciate this film, and I think it's a very very good movie that has a great message and is for like in the art form of animation, it was kind of ahead of its time in a lot of the like. Cool. Looks really good, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. And like when you look at other yeah. films that came out around that time, like no, I don't think any any kind of film is acting on par doing as creative animation work like you know you know you know when you see an animated movie and you go this could have been live action and it wouldn't change anything this could yeah. have been like and, that, yeah. and that's really that's really cool. and that was proved in 2013 or 2014 oh, no. i believe yeah oh god a little movie called uh exodus gods among us directed by ridley scott starring christian bale um a lot of other white people <laughs> um, yeah, and it was a flop it, oh. I think it, yeah, it made like in its total run, it made like thirty million US total. Um, Jesus so, Christ, for a Ridley Scott as well. Yeah, it was. It was not. Good. It was not well received. You'd, you'd expect word of mouth just to carry Ridley Scott through that, though, wouldn't you? Like, or at least like not like word of mouth is saying people can say it's shit, but like the name Ridley Scott commands money. Like you'd think that would have. Bloody that thirty million is bad. That's very bad. It was something like that. It might not be that low, but it was quite low. Yeah. It definitely didn't break even. Um but but yeah, um not a good movie and racist. So there you are. Well spe speaking of everyone speaking of racism and everyone being white. Um Okay, yes. Okay. Everyone's white. <laughs> But but at least this is animated, so they don't look white. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. They sound yes. very white. <laughs> they, they do sound very white. You got you got some names though. You got Val Kilmer, uh, Patrick Stewart, Ralph Fiennes, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sandra Bullock, Jeff Goldblum himself. Did you intentionally it? pronounce it? Pronounce it Ralph and Pfeiffer? Is it not Ralph? It's Rafe, I think. I'm pretty sure it's, pre it's Look, pronounced Rafe. I'm, it, I'm, it's spelled I'm looking, Ralph. I'm looking at it now. That is absolutely Ralph. If he wants to call me Rafe, he can fuck off. 
If he wants me to call him Rafe, he can fuck off. There you go. Nathan doesn't care about how you identify everyone. That's an exclusive for another happy pod. Um, (laughs) Nathan's like, you are what I say you are, and that's it. (laughs) I don't care about your feelings. Uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short was a a shock. Uh, Who is he? Steve Martin and Martin Short? Yeah, yeah. are they, they the, are, are they the scientists, priests, aren't they? Yeah, the, the scientists. <laughs> Whatever they are, they're like they're, they're in the, their lab cooking up chemicals, aren't they? <laughs> they basically are. <laughs> I've glorified meth chefs back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th- this movie falls. Uh, I've firstly it made me laugh. DreamWorks is very ahead of their time with the uh, <laughs> with a religious disclaimer. <laughs> like this oh, movie, yeah. this movie opens like. You don't like it. I don't care. It would. <laughs> we've done some things. We've done some creative liberties. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's how like all the Ubisoft games starts, which makes me laugh. Didn't they? Didn't they say the opposite of that though? Didn't they say there was no, no they creative say, liberties? No, they they say they say we've taken some creative license with the story, but we still think the story holds true to like the ethical and moral messages. There's not. There's really not much creative license though. For the most part, it is is quite I, accurate to the to the biblical story i'm not well versed in the bible i haven't read it in a while um, I've, I've never read it myself no well neither have i i was just trying to be <clears throat> cultured clearly it didn't work it didn't work um okay. this opens with like a carriage riding scene which <laughs> which really reminded me of like you know in the assassin's creed games where you get like you're on a I have horse. a feeling we might be talking about Assassin's Creed a lot during this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you know when you're on a horse and it's like you're on a set piece and you have to do fighting outside of being on the horse. So the game oh, just yeah. takes the control of the horse. So the horse is on rails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It really <laughs> reminded me of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a fun little way to start. <laughs> <laughs> it just did. I don't know why. It, um, that's also not how the movie opens. It opens with Moses uh, being put into a basket. His mother sings, "River, a river, go gently for me. Such precious cargo you carry." Uh, as she lays her son down and sends him off down the river Nile. And that river does not give a shit, man. That is throwing everything no. at him. You got crocodiles, hippos. Uh, there's a big bloody boat she sends him falling down a waterfall at one point. He's he's all over the place. How he doesn't have brain damage permanently, I do not know. <laughs> I, mean, I think he does it because at one point he's wearing his man's just flat out wearing a wig and he's got a full he's got a full head of hair. What's he doing? Why is he wearing a wig? It's a traditional Egyptian headdress, Lawrence. Speaking yeah. of which, this movie is banned in Egypt. Is it? Yeah, it is. Is it too real for them? <sighs> Maybe. It's, uh, I don't know why it's banned, but it is. I like my big sand triangles. <clears throat> don't tell me that they were built by slaves. My sand <laughs> triangles are mine, and I like them. That's what they say in Egypt. That is, that's famously what they say. Yeah. <laughs> that's a quote. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I think that that river though, that that like you know, go gently with my son who's in a who's in a basket um, scene. That um, that's not the first time where God just doesn't give one about anyone else in this film is it <laughs> no it's it's pretty brutal it's um yeah so there is the bit the biblical story of exodus it does deal with the plagues where you know in order to to free the hebrews the jewish people god <laughs> decides to just fucking kill everyone else yeah um, yeah you got a firstborn child no nah, they are yeah. they are gone mate god god's like i'm sick of misery and suffering and death Time for more misery, <laughs> suffering, and death. I say, 
And it's pretty brutal as well. It's for like a children's family movie. This gets pretty dark and intense at times. Wait, there's the shot where like the son, like who's by the way, it's like firstborns as well. So like that's not just yeah. like that could be adults. Like it, like it, it's mad. It, you know, p- people tend to think of kids, but that's like a fucking that's like Thanos fucking wiping out half of Egypt shit. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, but they, yeah, there's it a, there's did a seem to be kid. contained to that one city, unless you've got a, unless you've got an innocent sheep's blood over your over your door. Yeah. As it, uh, also, how much blood does a sheep have? I, I'd imagine they killed more than one. Yeah, well, <laughs> more blood on God's hand is what I say. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. What do you think about their um, how <laughs> how? Both brothers from Egypt, or not brothers, but you know what I mean. Um, both of the brothers are from Egypt. However, one is from America and one is from England. <laughs> you really are nitpicking, aren't you? <laughs> I, look, I look. I love this. is a very good film. I really enjoyed it, but I for the entire thing, I could not get past Ray Fiennes. I just couldn't. Like I just <laughs> like even down to the point where he's where he like raises his sword at the end when Moses is leading uh, leading his mm-hmm. people out. Um, and he, and he, um, <laughs> fucking, what's his name? Uh, what's he, what's he called? Ramesses. Yeah. Um, he raises his sword and he just goes, yeah! and I was like, that's Voldemort. Voldemort <laughs> does that. Like, I, I just, I, I could <laughs> not forget it for the entire film. I did think that too. So you're not alone there. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, let's, let's, I don't know. What, what, what have you got to say? I want to get into some things that aren't nitpicks. I don't, I don't want to just be, be a dick the whole fucking show. I, I really, in, in, you know, I enjoyed it as a kid. I enjoy it now. It's got some really good music, uh, I think. Although there's a bit like I was, uh, it was confusing because I thought there was a lot more songs in this than there actually was. I remember yeah. there being a lot of music and a lot of really good songs. Turns out I got confused uh, because. I have been listening over the last year or so. I have been listening a lot to the Prince of Egypt, the West End musical soundtrack. There's a there's a West End uh, adaptation of this, okay. um, which is which is also really good. I definitely recommend that. It, this listening. this is a, this is definitely a film with a West End musical, isn't it? Like you just yeah. you know it after watching it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it and it is really good. I definitely recommend anyone listen to that because there's a lot of great songs in there. Uh, but yeah, I got confused. I thought like a lot of the stuff that was in the musical was in this, uh, but that's not true. There's only like three or four songs in this total, really. Yeah. Um, but all of them bops. A lot, really a, lot of the, a lot of them are like, a lot of the little musical moments are reprises of previous moments as well. Like, yeah. like, like, was it the, he keeps identifying different places as home, which is quite nice. Good. I think they, they're all really good, like serving the story musical bits. Which and you know less is more in musicals. I often think because if you're just padding it with songs that are obviously just meant to be bops, like it's not the right way to do a musical. Everything should advance the plot to some degree, which is really cool. Yeah, that's right. I tell you what, one thing a musical should not have is music. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you got some weird takes when it comes to musicals. Um, I think there's there's some really like the firstly I don't know why I love I love the the movie trope of like of a of a family dispute I said it recently when we watched Shang Chi um, not comparing this to Shang Chi in any way but like I I really liked like the family aspect of it like I always find stories with conflict more compelling when it's two people that know each other and there's my favorite scene in this 
is when um, Moses goes, and it's when it's when him and God have just rained shit and misery onto the entirety of Egypt because <clears> Ramses <throat> is like, nah, I'm not gonna do what you say. Um, to a great song. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's a great song. Yeah, and he um he goes there and he says um he says like, look, can we not just fucking end this? And he recalls like a a little child anecdote that they have, and they they start to bond. Um, and there's a, there's a, you can see that there's a shared relationship there. And then the thing that breaks him out of it is uh, Ramsey's son comes in and is like, isn't that that dickhead that's making everyone die? And he's like, oh, yeah, it is. And then you're immediately shown that he can't be the weak link like he keeps thinking he is. And yeah, it's, I don't know. I just find family dramas like so compelling. And this does it really well. Uh, it does, yeah. Right from the beginning, you're given a whole bunch of family drama. You know, you got this adopted son raised as a, a prince when he's like he's a slave. Essentially, he's born from a family of slaves, um, and he was only set, you know, set down the river so he could have a better life or whatever. Um, which which he gets, which he gets, he does end up happening. But then also it comes at a cost because he forgets who he is and who his actual people are, and he. He's not a nice person at first as well. He's quite well. He's a man who has slaves, so he's not going to be a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he has to learn a lesson, obviously. But all throughout that, the whole thing I would highlight was yeah, him coming to terms with that. Like when he comes across his sister and his and his Jeff Goldblum brother, um, and and all that sort of stuff, and then he starts to learn the truth. That that's what I really like. The scene which terrified me as a child was uh the dream like sequence where it's like the like the Egyptian wall art um and it's just like the slaughtering Love of the Hebrews. Yeah. yeah it was good it's good. It's really well done, but it was fucking harrowing for me as a kid. I think yeah. it was the image imagery of like the fucking babies being fed to the crocodiles. I think it just oh it just terrified oh, it's, me so it's much. It's fucking out there. Like it, yeah. it's fu- I remember watching it um <laughs> not some two hours ago. Uh, and just and and just being like, this is fucking dark. Like I'm quite surprised, that, like how yeah. willingly. And to be fair, that's one of the things I love about this so much. Like, I think the film does a good job. So much, so many times in like fiction, you'll get God depicted as like a bearded dude who's like kind of like the almighty power, um, and like you know he makes a little bit of a joke. He's kind of like a fucking Father Christmas type figure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where he, yeah. Whereas in this, God is shown to be a fucking resentful almighty terrifying entity like this is like if if god came to me like this i'd be (laughs) fucking shit scared like do you know what i mean yeah he's he's pretty scary he's voiced by val kilmer as well yeah, I that. Sorry again. I watched. I watched this on Amazon Prime, and I, I was already finding it funny that Val Kilmer voiced an Egyptian prince. Uh, and then I paused it, and at the exact moment, and then you know, Amazon Prime shows you who's playing who in the scenes. Yeah, yeah. And it came up, and I took. I had to take a picture of it because the, the screenshot just says <laughs> Val Kilmer <laughs> as Moses and Val Kilmer as God. And I was, I don't know why I found it so funny. I don't know um, why it's really not that funny. No, I, I don't know why it tickled me. I just, I don't know. It made me laugh. Imagine today the casting announcement of Fal Kilmer as God and Moses. There'd be, there'd be hell on Twitter. Absolutely... God wouldn't. God would be less controversial um, because yeah. that's that's not really someone you can pin down to a particular race. Um, but yeah, Moses definitely. Even for the fucking Exodus movie that came out, the Christian Bale one, I think even that was too late for it to still be 
an old, oh, an yeah. old white cast, and that was like what, 2015, 2014, or whatever. Mate, um, I, do, I, I, th- I still think the lesson hasn't been learned. Like, if this was a movie made today, <laughs> it would still be a white dude. I don't think it would. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't, oh, I don't maybe maybe not today. Be. Maybe five years ago then. Five years ago, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not today. Um, but no, it's it's good for the most part. Like I say, it's really dark at times. The the plague scene as well. Um, to, to that great song, which we're both like again, really dark. The imagery of like there's the the fire behind the fucking eye in the big statue, the the sphinx or whatever. It's not a sphinx, but whatever it is. Um, yeah. it's it's brutal, but it's just really really well done. Um, and then there's a just a quick note here again. We were saying the animation is quite good. Uh, the four-minute part of the Red Sea sequence took ten animators two years to complete. Fuck, and it looks like it as well. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. incredible. Like, yeah, two I'd imagine, years. <laughs> I'd imagine today that would have been done much quicker. But that's like the dedication and level of and the artistry of that sequence. Like, I, I was watching it and I went, "Fuck me, this is good, isn't it?" Like, it's 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 the animation is a little weird because it's. It's kind of 2D, but it's also kind of 3D at the same time. There's, I thought there is that. a little there's, bit of depth to it. There's moments where Moses is like running and it's like a it's like a dead-on camera view, like looking yeah. straight at him. And as he gets closer, his face kind of like the you know, like when you use different lenses, a face can change shape. Yeah. It it gets like that and it kind of like fish eyes at at, at the kind of the climax of the shot. And it's very yeah, it's really interesting and really unique style. Yeah, um, yeah, which is quite cool. looks looks beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, uh, did you did you find that a lot of the women in this, bar the bar the sister, are the exact same <laughs> face? Like they just have the exact same face but with different hair. Oh no, I didn't notice that. I don't know. Yeah, it's just a thing. It's just a weird thing. Is um, that true? I don't know if it's a fact, but it's vi- like visually they just seem really similar to each other. Um, but I have I've only watched it the once, so maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, okay. Uh, I didn't notice it myself, so maybe. I'm not maybe. it's not, but I didn't pick up on it. There's a great moment. Um, so everything that Moses does is kind of like guided by God, right? Like he's even even the ideas that like kind of posed earlier in the film that like the reason he survived was because of God. The reason that he had his like epiphany when he had it was because of God. Um, the moment where Moses goes to part the sea. Um, yeah. Which is like obviously the moment where, <laughs> which the entire film has kind of been building to. It's obviously going to be the climactic sequence. Um, he goes there of his own accord and just holds the staff. Like God, yeah, obviously grants him the power to do something. But up to then, every choice he's made has been God saying, whispering in his ear, going, "Do this, and then you'll be fine." That this was the moment where like Moses stepped into the leader role and was like, "Okay, I've got complete faith in God to do this now." Um, and just went and did his thing, which I thought was a really nice moment. Uh, yeah, yeah, really good. Shows him coming into his own. Sounds weird to talk positively about a biblical story. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I th- like. I'm not. I'm not a big religious guy. Like, I'm. If, if I had to describe my relationship with religion, it would be like you know the Stephen Fry quote where he's like, you know, if God exists and explain cancer in children and babies and stuff like that's yeah. that's my that's my opinion. Uh, kind of. Um, but yeah, this is, but like, look, just as looking at this as a film, as a, you know, like remove the kind of the biblical, um, like influence of it. Like this is just a yeah. good story, which is what the Bible is. is. Stories. Yeah. A bunch um, of stories. Yeah. 
Um, and I and I and that's I not it. as that's not as saying oh it's all fictional. It, it literally is just a bunch of stories. By the way, it's that's not as taking the stance either way. It's yeah. just as saying that's what the Bible is. Okay, so it seems like I, I probably have missed something. Um, and feel free to correct me because you've seen it a few times, and obviously I've only seen it just the once. Um, it seems like a really weird choice plot-wise for the Pharaoh to like order the death of a thousand slave children. And then just be completely chill with Patrick Stewart the Pharaoh. Patrick Stewart the Pharaoh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Such a nice man to have playing a tyrannical murderer. Um, but yeah, the um, but then he's just completely. So he orders the death of all the slave children, and then then one rocks up in his palace. And I know that the mum says, "Don't question why the gods send you a blessing." Blah blah blah. Yeah. But this surely this dude wouldn't see it as a blessing, as he you know he's just been told not he not doesn't... been told. But he doesn't necessarily know it's a slave child. He doesn't know it's a Hebrew. There's mm. just, as far as they're aware, it's just a kid, and they're just like, oh, all right. Would you, right? Would you not? And obviously, assume, as though, well, the 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 mother found it first, found him first. Yeah, so. I don't know. I just, I'd assume, I'd assume it's not, you know, it's it's not too far of a of a line to like to connect the dots between where you order the death of a bunch of children and then an abandoned child washes up. <laughs> like, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, it's, I don't know. I know. It's a biblical plot. story. I don't, think, I, don't yeah. think, I don't think they was really thinking about fucking plot holes that, far, that much, to be honest, mate. <laughs> They're in the writer's room like, well, listen, if the plot hole was that serious, I'm sure Jesus would have caught it. I don't <laughs> think Kevin Feige was there giving them notes on the larger <laughs> cinematic universe. He's like, take out the God plot. It confuses the story. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, this this is a good movie. I think the screenplay is really tight. Like the um, just like things happen really naturally. Things flow really well. And it's again, breezy. it's breezy. Yeah, now. and it, it is breezy. Yeah, it's it flows so quick. It it wastes no time. And just like let's get through this. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. Um, which which is quite good. It's tight. It's like ninety minutes long. It's not a difficult watch at all. It's fucking breezy. So it's, yeah, some movies are too long these days. Um, Way too. This Mate, just, whoever, uh, whoever invented like the there there are right there are there are limited reasons why a film should be anything over two and a half hours, and that's if they're a cinematic event. Yes. Like like you've got either a groundbreaking story that you know is going to be amazing, or if you've got like an end game type hype level movie. They're the reasons. Anything else, get to fuck with your two and a half hours. Like that's yeah. such a chunk out of my day, man. Just tell your story quickly and move along. I don't need a B plot about your mum's getting a divorce or something. Like I don't care. <laughs> Give me the main plot and be done with it. Tell your yeah. story. Say that as but- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck, fuck. Oh, jeez. You know what? No, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> yeah. No, ultimately, like this is a. There's probably a lot. There's like if we got, if we got some big kind of religious dudes on the podcast and spoke about it, like I'm sure they'd have a bunch to say. But I watched this, not even critically, but just as a person that enjoys movies, and 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 I did enjoy this movie. Like I haven't got too much to say about the, the imagery of the Bible. Like I think mm. the the animation is sick. There's some great moments, uh, great compelling story, good plot. Like Nathan said, breezy as fuck. It's just, it's just, a, it's an all round good film, good time. I, I think it's, I think it's one of those rare movies where it's, where it's liked by both religious types and non-religious types. Really, yeah. it's, it's not like 
offensive either way. It's one that's tells a tells a good story, tells does it really well, is visually pleasing, breezy to watch. It's all around just a just a good fun time. Uh, DreamWorks, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> Do more yeah, stuff like right? this. Jesus Instead Christ. of a Boss Baby Seven or whatever, just uh, just do this. They was it? They fell. They fell. They <laughs> they they uh, they took the wrong message from this film, and they they just they just got too too greedy. They got too <laughs> they got too uh, blind to the truth. Did um, Jeremy most used to do some great animated stories, but these days, not so much. Maybe not so much. maybe not so much. Yeah. There's. I'll say one last thing about the the animation. There's some great moments in this where like. The animation is really, like, it, it's really nice in the sense of, like, visually pleasing. Um, but, like, so stuff that will be happening in the foreground is kind of being echoed in the background. And I'd imagine yeah. there's, like, a name for this technique. But, like, for example, when Patrick Stewart's uh, Pharaoh is pointing, in the background there'll be, like, other oh, things yes. that are pointing as well. And, and I, there's yes. some more literal ones where it's, like, a painting of a guy, you know, pointing and it does it like that but there's other moments that are really cool where like he's pointing and there'll be like just things in the background that are pointing subtly like door frames that have like got a cornered edge that are pointing a certain way yeah. and like it's, it's it's just really the attention to detail is is so good like it's really yeah. nice i i noticed that too yeah there are some really good moments like of that you like you got this, the big statues in the background like uh, like there's one moment where Ramsey sits sits down and he's just like pretty much parallel to his own statue in the background and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, really, really visually pleasing. Good work. Some, some cool stuff. But then they had to yeah. go and ruin it by ripping off Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston's classic "When You Believe." What the fuck's that about? Didn't it start with this movie? As a joke. It was a joke. Oh. Clearly a very hilarious and successful one. Yeah, it was a great joke. It, la- really... it landed and we all heard it. Now let's move on. Um, that's what I say. Uh, yeah, no, I got, I got, I got nothing else to say about this. Like again, like I'm sure it deserves more of a comment, but I, I didn't come to watch it and scrutinize it as a religious believer. Like I just came to watch it as a good movie, and it is a good movie. Well, as your microphone cuts out, what I will say, it was a good fun time all around. I had a lot of fun watching it again, just as I did as a kid, trauma aside. Um, and I think everyone, including yourself, Lawrence, should listen to the Prince of Egypt soundtrack, the West End musical version, because, like I said, uh, it takes the already great bops that you have and adds some more of them. So, there you go. And there we go. And uh, if I'm if I can currently be heard, I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, what I will say, just briefly, is this episode was kind of suggested by Will and Dave, whoever Dave is. Um, and if you want to suggest an episode, you can do that, maybe. Tell them how, Lawrence. You can follow us and suggest episodes, if you'd like, on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us there, at Another Happy Pod. Uh, you can also rate the podcast five stars. Maybe, while you're rating it five stars, you can tell us something you'd like us to watch. Uh, we probably will ignore it until a time comes where we don't know what to do for an episode and we go, fuck it, let's just finally do that that thing, get that person Which is back. pretty much every week, because we, at the end of every episode, before we play the clip of the new episode, which will happen in about 30 seconds, we have to pause to figure out what we're actually going to do. So there you are. A little peek behind the curtain for you there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, next week, as Nathan said, we're going to be doing this. Right, so what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Please keep that in. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. 
You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? Because I want to know who I'm looking at. Oh, that sounds Whoa. like a spooky time. A spooky time, because it is a very... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this. Uh, new episodes go live at 10am on Fridays. Uh, and yeah, you can hear us there, or you can hear us in your dreams. <laughs> Anyway, that was the uh, Prince of Egypt episode. Thank you for tuning in to the big drive home. Here we go. Plane is out. It is Miracles from the Prince of Egypt. Take it away, Moses. Thanks again to Raid Shadow Legends for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> Didn't leave all of this in. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Play the whole song. I will. I don't care about copyright. <laughs> Yeah, we don't make any money from these. You want to come for us, you fucking come for us. Yeah. You take every penny of this. There's none. Apply a strike, see what happens. Yeah, go on. We don't give a shit. Do you even do that on podcasts? Who cares? We don't give a shit. Go on, strike us. Shut up. No one can hear the song. (laughs) Sorry. Do I have to be here for this? Can I go? Yes. No, you have to be here. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Genuinely going to play the whole thing. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> How long is it? Uh, there's like three and a half minutes left. <laughs> Story. <laughs> I know. Why, why stream this on, on whatever music app you have when you could listen to it at the end of this episode through a, through a speaker? <laughs> this is the way it was meant to be heard. Do you reckon we'll ever appear on a pirate site for this song? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, no. Why will they? <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice moment. Nathan, how would you react if God appeared to you and told are we you... Still on the, is, we, is this still in the episode? I'm confused. Yeah, why not? All right. Or just, uh, be creative. Throw it in earlier. Why not? Nathan, if, if God came to you and told you, yeah. you must now dedicate your life to this mission that I could easily do in an afternoon. Yeah. You'd tell him to fuck off, wouldn't you? Yeah, but that sounds long, man. Yeah, that's on you, Geese. <laughs> i got shit to do. You did this, not me. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not dedicating my life to your shit, man. <laughs> i got my own stuff. i got a yeah. podcast to run. Oh, uh, one, one more thing. Feel free to throw this in wherever you want. Um, just a, It's a funny little moment uh, where um, Moses walks in and he's like, listen... This Ram, is all Ram- post credits. I, I don't get this. Is post the theme tune at the end? That's, that's fine. <laughs> There's a fun little moment where he comes in and he goes, "Listen, Ramses, God's come to me and he said you got to stop doing this. You got to stop doing this stuff. It's bad." Ramses is like, "Yeah, whatever, mate. Heard it all before. Whatever you say." And he's like, "All right then." 
behold the power of God. And knowing what we know God can do. Yeah. Knowing that at the end of this movie, the Red Sea is going to be parted, right? Yeah. In a spectacular fashion. <laughs> God's like, well, he told me to, he told him to bloody behold. Well, hold on, hold on to your hats for this. I'm going to turn a, <laughs> going to turn a staff into a snake. Yeah. And that's, that's what he does. Pretty impressive stuff. <laughs> Do something better. <laughs> God's God long this out. I'm sorry. God long this whole thing out. It's got the power like, of God right there. I want to have so many people. So many people. God wanted to save so many people that he was like, might fuck around, do it real slow, and kill bear people instead. He's just like, look at this snake. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Once was a stick. What happened to that poor snake? Did it become the stick again? Yeah. <laughs> poor snake. I don't think it was a snake. It was a stick. No, it became a snake. No, it was still the stick. Well, it became it a looked snake. Like, it, looked it, looked, it looked like a snake, but it was still a stick. <laughs> if, you're still here, if, if you're still here listening to this, you're now just listening to me and Nathan <laughs> have a discussion. I'm There's sorry. a reason this is after the fucking <laughs> 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 Anyway, just... bye. Love you. Yeah, yeah bye. <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.